Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Reflective Thoughts with Pastor Stewart. You are listening to the tunes of Mr. Eddie Gale, a living legend who attends the church where I am currently the pastor. This podcast is for you, the listener. I hope your life will be forever changed by the message you hear today. Stay tuned after the sermon for my reflective thoughts. Let me give you a little context before we begin. On the break of a weekend from hell, for women around the world, we see that women's bodies continue to be dehumanized and underappreciated, even in our biblical texts. On Sunday, September 30th, 2018, I preached a sermon that was both trembling to deliver, but necessary for the times. Hey, hey, hey. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38, from the Common English Bible. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one. The Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come over you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. Now, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, the scripture has been read. It comes from Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26, and we have the story of Mary and Jesus, the beginning. So for a topic or a theme for today, I ask the question, what about Mary? What about Mary? I have a few questions for you today to think about. First, where would you be without a woman? What would life look like if you never came from a womb? What would life look like if women never existed? Where would we come from? All these questions seem hard to answer without acknowledging the true importance 
of a woman. The Old Testament and parts of the New Testament, oftentimes women were pushed back to the side, behind the story. I have an example of the two fish and the five loaves. If you really read that story, you do some historical background. It said that, it, the, that Jesus was able to feed 5,000. But that was only 5,000 men that were recorded. Amen. There were women and also children that were present as well. But as you see, women has always been looked at as less than, even in our biblical text. Even Mary in our text. Mary was a virgin, and she wasn't expecting anything. No baby, no new life changes, no body changes, but still God chose Mary. A woman. Women are chosen and have been for so many years. But the ways in which women are treated still to this day, we have seen in our news this week with Christine Ford. Or let's go further back to Anita Hill, who 27 years ago, when I wasn't even born, brought up this same issue regarding Clarence Thomas. And if you don't know about this, Look up the movie Confirmation, which stars Kerry Washington on HBO. But to see this narrative that is constantly being played makes me think about the pain that women are reliving, seeing this again and again and again, and that's traumatic. Mary was a teenager, a virgin, unwed, and now was told she would be pregnant. The text tells us she was afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of people calling her out of her name because at that time, to be single, to be young, and to be pregnant was the ultimate sin. The scarlet letter. So what is Mary to say to people when they see her in the streets? What is the story that she would tell people when they ask her what's going on? Who will truly believe that she is carrying the promised Messiah? Who would believe her truth when she said it the first time? Or would Mary have to relive these moments again and again and again? So I ask the question, what about Mary? Did the angel think about what this would do to Mary? How much shame this would cost Mary? Oh, yeah, I forgot. She was reassured in the text that just like her sister Elizabeth, who couldn't conceive and bear a son, that they would be cool. That basically because her sister friend was also going to be pregnant, that everything would be okay. She was in her old age, but she did not experience the same shame that Mary would have to face. And we see in this text that again, every woman's narrative is different. Mary was not the ideal woman in this town. So even amongst all that would be labeled upon her, she still would have to be the surrogate for this world. Her body was, was important to God. God chose her as the vessel, the one to bring forth life. He used this woman to do something that no other woman could do at the time. Mary knew that no one would believe her, but continued to live out her truth and her commitment to this task. But again, what about Mary?
scary to have to navigate a world where you could be scorned, where you could be talked about, where you could be spat on, or even killed for something that was done to your body. Mary didn't ask for her body to change, and not just her physical body, but mentally she had to get prepared for this change that would take place. Mary would never be the same because of what she was carrying in her body. So what about Mary? And the road never got easier for her. After enduring months of labor, it came time for her to deliver this truth, to finally show the world what was hidden so deep inside of her, amongst all the people who lied on her or talked about her. This was her time to speak her truth and give birth to the ultimate truth. And then she couldn't even find a space in town to have her baby. So what about Mary? How did she feel as the contractions began and she knew it was time to get the baby out of her to find out there was no room for her anywhere? When she finally had a chance to show the world how she felt for so many months, there was no room for her. So what about Mary? So she had to give birth in a barn, outdoors, amongst the other animals. What about Mary? This truly was not an Instagram moment for her where she wanted to take selfies and show the world, right? Because she knew regardless of the way life looked around her, she still had to deliver her truth. It was time for her truth to come out. And then... Jesus, our our Messiah, was born. So what about Mary? How did it feel for her truth to finally come out to the world? How did it feel for so many people who didn't believe her to start believing her? Was it relieving? Was it tiring? Was she frustrated with the world not believing her words, but only when something tangible came out, some evidence that her Truth actually was true? What about Mary? And this story didn't stop there for her. Once she became a mother, she was a mother for life. She sat with Jesus and raised Jesus and worried about Jesus and was a mother to Jesus. Even until the very point of death. Mary sat there as her son was hung on a cross before her eyes. This narrative of a mother losing her child is seen yet again and today is still too common. She lost that very thing that was once her truth and her only truth, her only piece of evidence, all the while being called a lie over it. She saw people spit on her son. She saw people hang her son on a cross. She saw people call her son out of his name. So what about Mary? Did she ever get a chance for her truth to be heard? Or was she yet again looked at as a liar? And when they said, you call yourself the Messiah. What about Mary? I believe that I can hear Mother Mary speaking her words of wisdom 
as a thief. He is the Messiah. I endured more than you will ever know. I was young when I had him and no one believed me when I was telling the truth. This act was done to me. This act was done on me. So yes, he is the Messiah. Because you can't tell me anything different. If so, what was the pain for? And why even as I am standing here near this cross does it hurt so much? To see my truth be put on public display and laughed and mocked and teased that hurts more than I can explain right now. But this is my truth standing before you. Believe it or not, this is my truth. So what about Mary and all the other women who can connect with Mary on some level? Know that these women are our mothers, our daughters, our cousins, our sisters, our friends. So what about them? There is no spiritual answer for this. There is no scripture that will heal this. There are only questions that remain. Where would you be without a woman? What would life look like if you never came from a womb? What would life look like if women never existed? Where would we come from? My thoughts are that we would never exist without them. Growing up in a household with an absent father who still is unknown to me today, it was my mother and my grandmother that helped shape me into who I am today. So what about Mary? How can I forget about her? How can I forget about Mary when I know too many women who have similar stories to Mary or Christine or Anita and any other women who have been trying to tell their truth for so long but were never given a space to do so? That needs to stop. Women, we need you. Even if the world says differently. I am sorry that the world looks at you and sees different. But in this space, you are recognized. You are honored. And you are respected. Thank you for enduring. Thank you for bearing this pain this week. Continue to speak your words of wisdom. And just like Mother Mary both now and forever. Amen. Would you stand with me? So these are truly my reflective thoughts. The question arises, what do you do when you have been given something you never expected? And I feel like that happens so many times where I never really asked for any of the things that I've been given. But when you've literally been called to do something, I believe that is sometimes the hardest baggage or burden that one could carry. 
but you know that you've also been chosen. And so you sit in that and you understand that to be chosen is something that God or your creator has designed specifically for you. No one can lead like you lead. No one can do the things that you do. You are uniquely made. Mary was uniquely made and situated for this specific thing to be birthed out of her, her truth. And I think it's just sad that we are in such a world where women are not respected. Women who have literally been around us and nurtured us and groomed us and shaped us. Many of us, many of us had a woman in our life, whether that be a teacher, whether that be a doctor, whether that be a counselor, whether that be a mother, sister, cousin, come on. They are here and they need to be respected. When I think about this, I think about somebody doing something to my mother, to that woman that is important to me in my life and what that would do. It's time to wake up, folks. It's time to get it together because it's ridiculous. I was talking to one of my friends today and I said that I feel that things are so deeply rooted in us now that they're even seeping into gender and having us have gender divides amongst us. Yes, they have always been, but it is gone. Racism has gone on a deeper level. The fact that I can look my black sister in her face and see the same resemblance of a black man's pain is sad and it's got to end. When I said in the, in the closing, it was my mother and my grandmother that raised me. I truly, truly would not be there, be here without them. So this, this start of this movement through podcasts, through dialogue, through discussion is for my mother and my grandmother, my mother, Cynthia Stewart Howard, my grandmother, Ina Mae Stewart. Thank you. Thank you for grooming me. Thank you for enduring all that you had to deal with as a woman in this world. And know that this is a movement that is going to change the world. These are my reflective thoughts. And I am Pastor Stewart. But you can just call me Jordan. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to my first podcast. Woo-woo! Go back to the page and you can find all of the social media and ways that you can follow me. Tune in again and again and again and again.